Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back. Another podcast, Inside Polling. Hope everyone's having a good day today. September 20th, and we have 50 days to go. 50 days. Every, well, not every, but almost every governorship, every House seat, and about a third of the Senate seats are up. We have Biden's midterm election, his report card. Generally in history, this is the moment where the opposite party gains seats because you know how life is, right? Two years after a new president, no one's happy. (laughs) So now, two times ago, as we all know, Biden was in the water in the tank, and nowhere to go. We talked about Roe versus Wade. I thought that was the only saving grace that was left. And boy, did that open the floodgates. And have the floodgates opened. Today, we're going to talk about, number one, Biden's approval rating. We're going to talk about the question that is always asked in almost every poll. Who would you vote for, a Republican or Democrat? No matter who the candidate is uh, for your congressional race, just an open-ended question on which party you favor. We're going to talk about all the hot Senate seats. We probably have about seven or eight hot Senate seats that are going. That are these are the ones that are gonna, could swing the Senate. And of course, the uh, you know we'll talk a little bit about a little bonus poll uh, at the end. So first of all, I want to welcome everybody back to Inside Polling. Uh, It is great to have everyone. It's great to be 50 days away. It is fantastic to be back with you and talking. I've got a lot of questions. Some questions from, obviously, newbies, beginners, uh, who don't follow politics as much as we do. And I totally understand that. I get that. I wish I could probably go back to that life. Uh, But uh, also some great feedback from some high-end political people and then from the news organizations from from campaigns republicans democrats and all the above uh our growth we just people keep listening and and uh and and asking for me to continue this so i'm going to continue it Uh, our numbers continue to grow and I'm, uh, i'm i'm very happy to have everyone here and uh and i love you uh love you all guys you know you know that we're down the middle. I don't give my opinion. My opinion doesn't really matter. Um, what always matters is what the independents think. All right, this show is not about what the hardcore Dems feel or how the hardcore Repubs feel or what they're saying on uh, CNN or what they're saying on Fox. That doesn't really matter here. And let's all be honest, those pundits that are on there, have they ever been in a campaign? Have they ever run campaigns? Do they know what it's like to be down and dirty in a campaign? Do they no? This is like this is like turning on a uh, you know ESPN and listening to uh, these reporters uh, telling us what's going to happen in an NFL game. They've never suited up. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. So today I'm going to run you through a lot of numbers. Um, it's going to be 
heavy with numbers, but I think it's really going to be great. A lot of things are happening. Let's start off with let's start off with Biden. Right? I've you know, I've crushed him on on this show about being, you know, been down and out. And by the way, this is the second time he's been down and out. I'm sure you all remember there was nobody voting for Biden in Iowa and New Hampshire. He was done. He was buried. Buried before the South Carolina primary. So this is the second time he's been down and out. I mean, out. We talked about his approval ratings being down in the 33% range, 34%. When Quinnipiac and New York Times has yet 33% approval rating, you can't get any lower than that. That is the bottom. That's being zero. That is zero in politics. When you're you, when you hit the number 33, nobody's voting for you. But the Supreme Court that's run by Republicans have the majority there. What do they do? Make a fatal mistake. Big mistake. Changing laws in an election year, uh, you know, 100 days out from, from an election. Are you kidding me? On something like this. When's the last time anybody's debated abortion? Uh, probably since the 80s. It's been a non-issue. Just leave it be. Uh, don't tell you know women what to do. Republicans were way up, way up with women's, way up with minorities, way up with Latino voters, uh, way up with the soccer moms, always up with men, uh, way up with with people um, uh, that are blue collar. Way up. It was over. It was going to be a wave. It was going to be a wave. And what happens? We talked about in the last show, Roe versus Wade flips, and the chart just flips. The chart just flips. It does a U-turn. And this is what can happen in politics. Events change everything. So let's get to the numbers, though, because I could talk here and ramble all about this because we're going to talk about Biden's approval rating, and we're going to talk about the congressional question generic question we call it in politics which is you're asked the question if you had to vote for your uh, a congressperson now and they were republican or democrat who would you vote for it's not about the person in your in your in your race or your district or your town it's not about that it's purely a republican or democratic question so let's get started with um with biden's approval okay so i'm going to run you through I'm going to run you through, let me rip through about 12 polls quickly. I'm only going to give you the approval number, okay? And I'm going to give you, and you know, I'm the only one who talks about this. I'm going to give you what the what this poll was the last time. Now, I'm going to change that a little bit. And I'm going to say what this poll was at its lowest. So it could have been two months ago. Okay, and, and I'm not moving this back to years ago because remember, Biden's approval rating was very good. He got in, Afghanistan hit, is, is just disaster in Afghanistan, and then his numbers dumped. When, of course, gasoline, inflation, the war, uh, baby food, I don't I mean, my gosh, we can go on and on about all the drama, all the bills that couldn't get passed. Then it just kept on, then it just kept on going lower and lower and lower. So let me run through the polls. Harvard Harris, 
Approval rating right now is 41. This is up three points. Okay. Investors Business Daily poll at 46 approval. This is up nine points from his low. Trafalgar up as at 39. That is up four points. Politico, 43. That's up four points. New York Times, 42. That's up nine points from his low. Fox News, who actually is gives always Biden a good rating, good polling company. I know you may say here Fox and, and go, oh my God, are you kidding me inside polling? No, Fox News, good polling company. At 43, this is up three points from its low. NBC News, 45. This is up three points. Economist in YouGov at 42. This is up two points from its low. Reuters at 39. This is up three points from its low. Rasmussen, a Republican-leaning uh, pollster, is at 43. This is up seven points from its low. Okay? Now, that's the great news, right? Oh, my gosh. You are a Dem. When you have the president now rising up, this affects the coattails underneath him and, of course, the senators below him, the congressmen below him, the governors below him, even down to our simple state state uh, senators and, and our state house representatives in your own state. It goes down to that level. When your, your president, whichever party you're in, is starting to do better, well, that lifts everybody, right? The boat rises. Now, that is the great news. I'm going to touch upon some warning signs I see flashing in a second. But let me go to the Congress question. Now, remember, this is a question, very simple. Who would you vote for, Republican or Democrat? The Dems have not led this poll since November 11th of 2021. So basically a year. Think about that. When is the last time the Dems nationally, nationally, including California, right, in New York, nationally are losing the, the preference of which party they like? November 11th of last year, the Republicans got up to a five-point lead. This is averaging all the polls. Now, some polls had it at 10. Some polls had it at 9. Some polls at 6. But the nat, we, we, we mix in all the polls, right? The 20, 25 different pollsters, we, we throw in a blender, and it came out to a five-point lead at the maximum for the Republicans. Basically, the Republicans have been holding a five-point lead for almost a year until Roe. The Supreme Court jumped in and absolutely threw a bomb in the Republican Party, and the Republicans didn't even ask for it. Meaning, it wasn't the Republicans, it wasn't their fault. It's not the, the senators or the House representatives or the governors. The Supreme Court stepped in 100 days before an election and threw a bomb into the election. Now, they have the Dems have taken this from a five-point deficit to a 1.1 percentage lead. A six-point swing since Roe. Six-point swing. So we have a basic a six-point swing for Biden's approval rating from his low. 
and we basically have a six point swing for the public swinging back to Dems. Why? Pretty simple. If you're going to get involved, and how many times did I see here last year and scream at the Dems, you're going to piss off women, voters. You're going to upset soccer moms. You're going to upset moms that are sitting at home with crime, with changing their kids' education. I mean, it was on, and the mistakes were on and on, turning off the Latino voters, the black voters with bills they're trying to pass. I mean, it was it was outrageous. So what happens? Supreme Court, what's the number one thing you never touch? Women's issues, just when you have them on their side? Nope, I'm sorry, and we're going to take that away. Six-point swing in an instant. So just like Biden was kind of doing okay through when he became president, Afghanistan happened, and the Dems try to say, oh, no, no, it's no big deal, no big deal. No, 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 no. His ratings crashed 10 points basically overnight. This is exactly what we're seeing here. This is a devastating blow when you have the momentum, the money coming in. Dems didn't even know what to run on. No issues to run on. What issue were they going to run on? They couldn't pass a bill. Biden couldn't get words out. He looked old. They had nowhere to go. Well, as we talked about and discussed, that opened up the floodgates. So... I'm just going to go through a few of these polls on this congressional question. Who would you like, Republicans or Dems? Just going to talk about the gains. Insider advantage, I'm not going to tell you the numbers. I'm just going to give you, gained two points from the last poll. Harvard, two points. Politico, four points. New York Times, three points. Fox, three points. Economist, two points. Rasmussen, nine points. NBC News, two points. This is just since their last poll from a couple weeks ago. So, six-point swing. Dems have all the momentum. I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to throw a little, a little match into the fire. Here's what I'm seeing. Is it showing up in the polls? I think so. I'm watching the polls every day, every minute. And, of course, follow Twitter, Inside Polling at one. Inside Polling 1. And I talk about every single poll the second it comes out. We're the first out with all polls. So if you're interested in polling, you're interested in your, your senator from your state, or you're interested in being a Republican or Democrat, just follow my Twitter. Send me a message. I'm getting polls out before anybody gets them out. So here's the, here, here's the issue I'm seeing. And I don't think it's a major issue, but let's see what happens next. Biden's numbers have, first of all, stopped climbing. Okay, he's hit his next level. He's hit his base, his next base. Yes, there's a base at 33. Yes, there's a base at 38. And now there's the base at 42. What does that mean? The base at 33 means, like we've talked about, right? You know, my... My five-year-old could run and get 33%. All, they get, all, she, all she has to say is I'm a Republican or Democrat, and you're going to get 33% no matter who it is. People don't even think about it. The 38 is you get to gain your full base back, all your Dems, and a little bit of independence. When you get to 42, you're basically almost, almost splitting the independent vote. Not quite. And you've, and you've gained your, your, your party completely back. And you're getting those swing voters pushing your way slightly. 
So, so I, I'm seeing the breaks being put on Biden's numbers, and I'm actually seeing a little pullback. That's not to be unexpected. When you make a big, you know, it's like sports. It's like anything in life. You make a big run at something, you got to take a breather, and people start to pull back and they think, right? It's it's it's, it's shocking. It's it's fabulous. You know, you you go into the the car dealership to go buy a car, right? I got to get this car. I got to get this car. Momentum, go go go. Then you go home and you think about it. Oh, I'm not sure. It's just this. This is normal. It's normal in politics. Normal in life. So he shoots way up. Right, momentum's going, rows going. Oh my gosh, you know I can't vote for any Republican. Oh my gosh, right? The women voters start to swing, and then things start to cool off. The women voters go back; they start living their life. Does row affect me personally? Maybe, maybe not. How do I feel? Do I really feel that strongly about Democrats, where I couldn't stand them for the last year? That's to be determined. So anyway, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing. Uh, a stopping of momentum and a little pushback by one or two points. Polls have dropped by one or two points over the last week. Now, that doesn't mean anything. Just That's just like three or four polls that I've seen. No one's going to tell you that because right now the news is just getting on board that he's on a roll. So they're, they're a couple of weeks behind. But I'm day to day. Let's keep, let's keep watching that. So now we've covered the approval rating. We've covered the congressional, how the Dems are, are now taking control. Now, you can see what's happened. CNN, MSNBC, what's the only thing they're talking about? What's all the papers talking about or the or the left papers? They're only talking about abortion. Right? This is, you know, this is a debacle. They know that's their number one issue. What are the Republicans? Now, the Republicans have been... Republicans are running on the campaign... Well, first of all, there's two different campaigns running, and they're both doing a pretty good job. The Republicans got crushed and had to all of a sudden figure out, oh my gosh, we got to run a campaign on something now. They were just handed this dream of Biden falling all over himself. And the public being so sick of it. But now, after Roe, they had to gather themselves quickly and say, wait, 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 what do people care about? So the Republicans are successfully running on crime, the economy, and the border. Now, the economy's doing okay, right? Decently, right? The stock's up and down, right? Maybe interest rates are getting a little high. We start to, again, now push people out of the buying homes and mortgages. Okay, that could affect, right? People are looking at their their uh, retirement funds. Stock markets, you know, was down, it was up, it's down a little bit, okay. But the border is where... Everything is. You turn on Fox News, border. You turn on CNN, MSNBC, abortion, right? You you turn you listen to Republican uh, congressmen, senators, economy, crime, border, 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 and the Dems are rallying around abortion and healthcare, right? That's it. That's what we're down to, and both both are doing a pretty good job now. They've got they figured out what they need to attack, and that's what they're going after. So now. How does that affect us? They've, they've, they've got their campaign. They're going after the independents with both of these attacks. Hey, if you're a woman, how could you do this? You can't vote Republican. Republicans are slamming. Hey, do you see what's going on in that border? Hey, don't turn your TVs off when you see it. You see the people coming across. You see what's happening. They're just dumping people left and right all over the place. right? How could you vote for a Dem? 
Look at this economy. Don't forget about what Biden did. Right? Look at the crime in the in Democratic cities that where Democrats are running. Boom, 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 boom. They're playing tennis back and forth. Where does this get us to? The most important thing, it's not really Biden's approval rate. Sure, it raises the boat. The Congress question, it's a great question. Figures out who's hot, who's not. Let's talk about the Senate races. Because then the Senate races, of course, affect the House races. Like I mentioned, a third of the Senate is up. And how is that going to affect? We have a, for those who don't know, we have a 50-50 split in the Senate. What does that mean? Basically, half the senators are Republican, half the senators are Democrat. If you want to think of it that way, there's some independents and everything else. But that's the way they vote, 50-50. Vice President Harris, when there's a tie, gets to do the tie-breaking vote. So that does matter a lot. Um, you have a third of the Senate up. Everyone had thought a year ago that the Republicans were going to take the House. The Republicans were going to take the Senate. Uh, Biden would still be president for another two years at least. And all hell breaks loose. We have stalemates all over the place. And that's generally what happens on every midterm, which is halfway through the president's term. And that's just normal. That's just normal. And we had this Biden wave, right, of, of Biden falling, falling all over himself. And this is going to be even a bigger wave. But Roe versus Wade. Everything we talk about, the Dems on a roll, the Republicans are backing up, everyone finding their issues, then I'll jump on. Let's get now to what's really important is the individual Senate races. Now, we talk about the 50-50 tie. There's a few states, and like it's just like a normal election, right? We say, oh, we have 50 states. Doesn't that all matter? No, it, it doesn't matter. There's just a few battleground states, that's it, that are so tight that can flip back and forth. And they generally lean one way or the other. But we have a few 50-50 ones, which is really interesting. But let's go through, um, um, we've had, we have Colorado, which there's been very limited uh, polling, and New Hampshire has been very limited. These are two states that have been now, I don't even know if we want to call them battleground. We'll call them battleground for now. But Colorado certainly has not but you know is there a chance in colorado we'll we'll talk about the next show new hampshire is there a chance for republicans we'll talk about the next show there's just not enough data right now but we have nevada we have arizona we have wisconsin we have ohio we have pennsylvania and we have north carolina so those are what six states we have a 50 50 tie so, where we stood a year ago, the, the Dems were going to lose the House and the Senate. Where we stand now is that the Dems are thought of that are going to hold the Senate and possibly, like we talked about in the last show, gaining one or two seats. Now, if the Dems gain two seats in the Senate, let's just say, that changes the whole game because now one guy senator manchin who is a democrat who swings kind of you know both ways on his voting record can disrupt all these bills now one person or two people cannot disrupt a bill 
Even though two Democrats don't like a bill, they can still push almost anything through. So that's the goal of the Democrats. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? We have a chance to win seats on a midterm in the Senate? So let's let's take it from the top. I'm going to run you through all the numbers here. Let's start in North Carolina where we have Bud, running, Bud, who is the Republican, running against Beasley. Okay, we had a poll that just came out just a few moments ago, which I'm going to grab you live here. This is from The Hill in Emerson. Has Bud, the Republican, who is, uh, who is trying to win this uh, seat, and this, this is a Republican seat, so this would be a keep for the Republicans if they win. Of course, North Carolina is always down to one, two, or three points. The Dems feel like they're making inroads. Can they make inroads? This would be a flip. Right now, though, here are the last five polls. Today was a poll of Bud leading, but leading by three. I've got a. I'll read you. The last month's poll, a tie. Beasley, the Democrat, up by one. Now the last four polls were Bud by three, Bud by three, and Bud by three. So Bud seems to, if we believe the polls, which, you know, <laughs> you can believe that or not, Bud seems to be holding steady in North Carolina. That would be a hold for the Republicans, okay? So that's a wash. Let's go to Nevada, a state that has gone much more blue, much more Democrat. Used to be a battleground. Uh, Republicans have not won there in so long. But what's Nevada's number one issue? Immigration. You got a large Latino vote there. Which way are Latinos been voting over and over again? They've been starting to, yes, they are definitely a Democrat-leaning group, but... The Republicans are making inroads on the Latino vote. There's no doubt about that. Let's talk about the last polls coming out of Nevada. You have Cortez Masto, who's the Democrat, going against Laxalt, the Republican. Now, I have the Hill polling company. The Democrats up by three. A new poll... It's come out recently. The same Hill polling company has Laxalt now up by one. That's a four-point swing for the Republicans. Reno Gazette has has uh, the Dem up by seven. Trafalgar, the Repo a Republican-leaning pollster, has the Republican up by three. Fabrizio polling company has Cortez up by one. And then the Hill, which I just mentioned to you, has Laxalt up by one. Where does this leave us when we throw everything in a blender? This puts us at basically an even Steven game. Now, this would be a shocker. Now, it's not a shocker if you think deeply in, in what people want in Nevada, right? You need the economy, obviously, in Nevada. And you have an immigration issue. And you have a high Latino vote, which have been slightly leaning Republican. So we have a tie race in Nevada. Now, when I look at the governor's race at the top of the ticket, 
Nevada governor, who's, excuse me, the Republican running for Nevada governor is up by 1.4%, one and a half points. So you have, it's not just a fluke here. You have a Republican leading the, gov- leading the governorship and uh, governor race and a Senate race. Basically, Ty slightly leaning, slightly leaning towards the Repub there in Nevada. This would be a flip the other way towards Republicans. Okay? Let's go to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. You have <laughs> you have two de- you, let, let's all be honest. And I'm sorry for those who live in Pennsylvania. Both candidates are not doing a good job. You got Fetterman, right? The guy has a stroke. God help him with his help, health and hopefully, you know, he's doing well. He can barely communicate right now. He's won't debate and fumbling through words in his speeches and it, this is not a strong candidate right now wearing his sweatshirts and I mean I, I don't know what's going on with Fetterman but he's going up against Dr. Oz right the guy's got houses everywhere all oh, I'm going to move to Pennsylvania right all the drama with him not a good candidate not a good candidate right everyone loved him on the TV show and as soon as he said he's a Republican everyone hated him and you know down the drain goes Dr. Oz fumbling through his his race. Now, there's definitely something happening here, though, because Fetterman is starting to struggle, and the pressure and Oz is putting pressure on Fetterman. Get out there, debate me. Why are you not debating me? And I, who knows if Fetterman's even capable of it? He's agreed to one right before the election. We'll see what happens. But I'm just going to run you through a group of polls. I have, this is what the race was before. Fetterman by 9, Fetterman by 6, Fetterman by 11, Fetterman by 4, Fetterman by 13. Okay? Those are big numbers. 9, 6, 11, 4, and 13. Big numbers. Let me read you the last four polls. And what I mean by that is the last four, most recent four polls. Fetterman by 4, Fetterman by 5, Fetterman by 5, Fetterman by 2. And there's been a little bit of gains on each one of these. So we had 9, 6, 11, 4, and 13 back in July, June, July, in early August. Now I'm giving you 4, 5, 5, and 2. This leads us with a Fetterman four-point lead in the average in the blender. Fetterman holding on to a four-point lead here with 50 days to go. It's Dr. Oz's job to needle away, you know, basically one point every two weeks. So we have something happening here. We have something. Are you getting are you getting the feeling? Biden row hit, right? Bad Biden in the tank. Row hits. Biden shoots like a rocket. Biden cools off. Maybe even coming down a little bit. And the Senate seats, the locals, Republicans starting to Support their candidates. Independents starting to slightly. Now remember, in Pennsylvania, you've got a million more Democrats than Republicans. Think about how hard it is. Think about a, a Dem winning, in a, like Manchin wins in West Virginia, and it's hugely Republican. But think about how hard it is for a Republican to win in Pennsylvania when you got Philadelphia there and Pittsburgh there, right? 
two huge cities and the Republicans down a million voters and somehow has to try to win. This is what Dr. Oz has against him. This, though, okay, this would be a flip because the Republican senator retired and this is a flip. And maybe the number one flip for Dems, Pennsylvania. So just like a presidential election, it's always about Pennsylvania. It's always about Ohio. It's always about Wisconsin. It's always about Florida, right? And we can go on and on about all the states that that are that mean everything. So right here, the Dems leading by four in this Senate race. The Dem governor, okay, which it's a Dem governor right now, is leading by the Dem is leading by five. So we have Fetterman running for the Senate at four. In the, in the Pennsylvania governor's race, the Dem is leading by five. Let's watch Pennsylvania. Let's go to Ohio. There was some strange, you know, listen, Ohio used to be a huge battleground. It is one of those states, slightly like Florida, that has moved definitely red. I have, so we had some really interesting numbers here where we actually even had a poll with this Senate race, no one even thought this was going to be a race. This is Vance, the Republican, versus Ryan, the Democrat, okay, in Ohio. And let me just start with this. The governor is up by 16 points on his average, 16 points up. That's how much this state has flipped, where the blue-collar workers in Ohio have flipped, like all blue-collar workers pretty much around the country have now transitioned to the Republican. This is, this is, a fascinating topic that we talked about during the Trump-Biden election when I was on here every night. Wow, have things flipped. The wealthy have used to be Republican, have flipped to Democrats. The blue-collar worker on the ground, you know, looking at their paycheck every day, has flipped Republican. I mean, this, this is fascinating. And somehow the minorities sticking with the Democrats, it's just it's just an incredible combination. So you look at Ohio, here's a perfect state of, of everything that's changed. The governor's up by 16, but... The senator, they got a weak candidate here. So you notice the issue here? We got Republicans have a weak candidate in Pennsylvania with Dr. Oz. Weak candidate here in Ohio stumbling a little bit. I'll read you the numbers. Vance, the Republican, up by three. Up by three in another poll. Up by five in another poll. Ryan, the Dem, up by one. And Vance, up by four. I mean, when you have a governor that's up by 16 points and you're only up, by average, throw in the blender, 2.7 points, right? Now, this would be a, 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 an absolute shock, shock for the Republicans if ever lost a seat. But I just want to show you how a bad candidate and the wrong candidate can absolutely mess up a state. So we have Vance... Now, this would be a keep for the Republicans, no gain, up by 2.7 points there in Ohio. All right? Let's go out to Arizona. Now, Arizona is, a, is an interesting situation. Remember, Arizona and Georgia had, had two candidates that, uh, that had won an interim race. They were put into place. They had a run. They both won, if you remember. And now they have to run for their six-year term now. Okay, their six-year term is now up. So you have two candidates in Georgia, who's the Dems flipped. Arizona, which the Dems flipped. 
uh, are now up, now running for their main six-year term. Now you have the astronaut Kelly out there, strong candidate, right? Good, great candidate. Think about that. You live in Arizona. What kind of candidate are you going to put up? A liberal who is, you know, against everything on, on you know, on immigration and 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 pushing uh, liberal uh, bills? No, 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 no. You put an astronaut, American hero Kelly, in there who has conservative views. Okay, that's a smart, that's smart. It's only smart. You may not like them. Like Manchin, you may not like them, but they got to, is winning more important than liking the candidate overall? You have to remember, you can't like every candidate in your party. They have to have differing views. In Arizona, they ran a strong candidate. They flipped a Senate seat in Arizona. That's unbelievable. Now you have Arizona changing too, of course. A lot of a lot of people from California moving out of California, who who obviously are more liberal, more Democrat, flooding into Arizona, turning that state now into a battleground state. Used to be a red, now, I mean, you you got a chance of a Democratic governor and two senators there now, possibly. They have it right now, two senator Democratic senators. Are you kidding me? So what's happening here in Arizona? I'm going to read you some of the polls from uh, uh, from uh, September and I'm sorry from uh, from August. Kelly by nine, Kelly by eight, Kelly by four. Okay, let me read you the last three polls. Kelly by six, it's a good poll. Last two polls, Kelly by two, and Kelly by two. Things are slightly tightened here. Are you seeing? A, are you seeing something? Kelly's leading by 3.3. Solid. Solid. Same as the Republicans doing in North Carolina. Same as the Republicans basically doing in Ohio. But when you start to see polling numbers tighten at the end here, two and two, the last two polls we have, two points and two polls, doesn't mean anything yet. Something to watch. We'll stay on it. And the, um, the Arizona governor race is about a one-point race okay so kelly is running two points stronger than the governor ahead of him let's watch this we have the governor winning by one we've got kelly winning by three in the polls let's watch arizona this would be a keep for the dems but is targeted by the repubs to possibly flip another one so we have a possible right now we have a dem leading pennsylvania which would be a flip we have basically a, a, a tie in Nevada, which the Republicans are going to be rushing into. And this Arizona race right now, a hold. Let's go to Georgia. Georgia, you got Herschel Walker, right? A hero, athlete, running back versus uh, Reverend Warnock, who is now the Senator Warnock. Now, Walker has done an absolute horrible job. Personal issues, you know, bad campaigner, struggling to, to come up with debating dates. I mean, it, it has been an absolute horror show down in Georgia. There's a spot where you would think, right, this should probably be a good two to three point win for the Republican Senate and flip one back, take control of that Senate. But no, 
right? You got a tough candidate here now. They went with these Dr. Oz's and Herschel Walker types, and it has not paid off. But, but, let me take you to, so you got Walker Warnock. Let me take you to the polling that from earlier, you know, let's talk about July, July polls. Warnock by 10, Warnock by 3, Warnock by 3, Warnock by 9, War, Warnock by 4, Warnock by 3. Okay? Let me take you the, let me take you to the polls in the last 3 weeks. Walker by 1, Walker by 2, Walker by 3, Warnock by 6, Walker by 2, Warnock by 2. Wow. Wow. How do you like that? She's talking about a tightening of a race. Right now, you, you know what the average is of all these polls? A tie. Because you only take the most recent, you know, five, six, seven polls. Right now, this race is a tie. Warnock had this thing wrapped up. So, so you say to yourself, wait, 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 wait. He was winning in June and July when Biden was in the dump? Yes. So here, here's where we talk about some issues happening. Yes, while Biden's doing well, Senate, state to state is all that matters, right? Right now. Walker's obviously making a run where Warnock had a 10-3-3-9-4-3 lead. It's now a tie. And then you go to the governor's race there. Some of you may be very interested. Stacey Abrams, who's a very good Democratic candidate, very good. Did a fabulous job there helping Warnock win the Senate race a few years ago. Everyone thought this would be a hot race. You got Kemp, who, you know, Trump was after, the governor there. Abrams, up and coming politician, African American woman, very good candidate. Let me just run you the numbers here. So you say to yourself, okay, you know, Walker's basically at a tie. He was basically down by four or five before, he's now a tie. Well, boy, Kemp, Kemp, the Republican, must be really struggling, the current governor. Listen to his numbers. Kemp 7, Kemp 2, Kemp 7, Kemp 5, Kemp 5, tie, Kemp 7, Kemp 5, Kemp 1, Kemp 3, Kemp 5, Kemp 7, Kemp 4, Kemp 8, Kemp 2, Kemp 8, Kemp 11. Okay, he's basically got a 6 to 7 point lead. Kemp's going to win this race. So there's a situation where they run Walker. They should have had an easy Senate win, but instead... You're going to have the governor, Kemp, going to, going to basically blow out Abrams there, which is, was it a shocker? It was definitely a race that everyone wanted to watch. And you got Walker at a tie right now. But is there momentum shifting there in Georgia? Looks that way, doesn't it? Looks that way. Let me just give you a couple others here. Texas governor. Well, you know what? Let's let's stick with the Senate here. Let's go to Wisconsin. Wow. Senator Johnson there was a Republican. Now, there's a Republican senator. Dems think that they definitely can make some inroads here. Biden won Wisconsin last time. Let me show you the numbers. Let me give you the last. Let me give you the, the time of uh, July and August. This is Senator Johnson, who is who was thinking that he was not going to run, decided to run and stay back in it at the last second. It's going against Barnes, okay? 
Barnes, two-point lead, seven-point lead, four-point lead, two-point lead. The last three polls, Johnson by one, Barnes by one, and Johnson by four. Okay, let's take a look at some of the polls in depth here. Marquette, Marquette poll back in June had Barnes by two. Then it jumped up to Barnes by seven in, in mid-August. Well, that same Marquette poll has Johnson up by one. Okay, so you can look at that as an eight-point swing uh, running that way. So, again, we have momentum for the Republicans in the Senate, state to state. There's definitely something happening. Again, is this a, you know, is this a Biden slightly dropping here? Was this everyone cooling off now on the idea? That's what I'm seeing in the approval ratings. Is it relating now back to these um, each individual state? I think yes. We still have more to see. We still have more to see. I only have a couple more for you. Let's go to uh, the Texas governor race, which was supposed to be, again, another hot race, Abbott versus Beto O'Rourke, right? I'm going to run you through the polls. Wow, Beto O'Rourke, right? He was, uh, did an incredible job uh, running against Senator Cruz. Again, another bad candidate. Abbott, who's the current governor, who's a Republican. Beto O'Rourke decides I'm going to run for governor. I'm going to run you quickly through all the numbers. This is Abbott's, I don't know, 15 polls. Ready? He leads by 12, 5, 1, 9, 6, 15, 5, 11, 10, 7, 7, 2, 11, 7, 5, 8, 6, 5, 10, 7, 5, 11. Okay, this leads, this was an Abbott, Texas governor, Republican, leading by basically eight points on the average when you blend everything in in the last like six, seven polls. Abbott's going to beat Beto O'Rourke here, and it's not going to be close. Looks like a seven point right now polling lead. Can that be three points? Sure. Can that be two points? Yes. Can that be 10 points? Absolutely. So another race, Governor Kemp in Georgia, Governor Abbott, in Texas, really strong the stronghold of of a and, and a good campaigners, Abrams and O'Rourke, but both just couldn't keep up with it. I'm gonna give you a little bonus here. Oh, let me just let's let's get defendant for all the DeSantis uh, haters and DeSantis fans. I'll give you a little DeSantis poll. Remember, DeSantis when he ran um, you know, for governor last time, barely won, less than a point. Um, last five polls there, uh, DeSantis by eight, DeSantis by three, DeSantis by four, DeSantis by five. Okay, he's going against Christ, who used to be a Republican. I don't know how that plays in Florida. Uh, Christ, uh, you know, was a Republican candidate, uh, went to independent, and is now somehow a Democrat. I mean, and then he somehow gets put in um, and nominated by Democrats. Uh, so Republican Christ, who's now a Dem, is losing on the average by about four points to DeSantis in Florida. And DeSantis is going to win Florida. Just a little quick bonus before we wrap up. Um, I have a little Trump versus Biden uh, polling for you that you may be interested in. So I have, let me just read you the 10 polls, okay? This, is, uh, this takes you from July till now. Trump by five, Trump by three, Trump by six, Trump by four, 
Biden by six, Biden plus one, Trump plus three, and Biden plus three. Okay, so you've seen a little movement now towards Biden. The first four polls were Trump by five, three, six, and four. And then the last four have been Biden six, Biden one, Trump three, Biden three. We have a basically a split even uh, average right now. So that runs you through everything that's going on right now. So everybody should be completely caught up and, and, and be able to discuss all these states, what's happening live. We got Biden making a huge move in his approval rating, six point gain. Six-point push towards Dems. And this just shows you, doesn't it? This just shows you that if Roe versus Wade didn't happen or Manchin doesn't agree with Biden on some of the bills, it doesn't get this momentum. Can you imagine what these Senate races would be like? Can you imagine what would happen if Biden was completely back in the hole at 35, 36, 37, 38% percentage approval rating? So the, the Dems are on the gas pedal. They're, they're going after... Abortion and healthcare and the democracy of, of, of the country, the, the the Republicans pushing the economy, uh, obviously pushing a crime, pushing border control. Where does this lay out? Are people cooling off? Are people going to stay on the Biden train? Are we going to now? When I come in now and tell I talk to you, you know, two weeks from now, are we? Is Biden going to be up to 44, 45? or is he going to be back down to forty two, forty one, forty? fascinating how does that going to relate to the state by state will it relate at all to that all to be determined so with that guys sorry to keep you on so late but we had a lot of numbers to go over with you hopefully that gives you kind of the state of the state of what's happening right now 50 days to go i'll jump on uh, when i think that there's enough numbers to, to tell us if everything is stable if everything is something has changed if i see momentum leaning one way or the other so with that guys I always appreciate you being on. You know I'm always going to be honest with you. I'm always going to give you all the real numbers. We're going to be right down the middle. And uh, keep pumping the questions. Inside Polling 1 at Twitter. And I will be back. I love you all. I hope everyone has a great day and a great week. We'll chat with you soon, guys. Take care.